0: Nice.
1: Listen, we go out, we hit people in the mouth. You play to win the
2: game. Next fan up, I want winners featuring Pod Vader and the super fans. But they are who we thought they were. Hello, and welcome to this fantasy edition of the Next Fan Up podcast. I am Pod Vader. And oh, boy, do we have so many great, wonderful things for you here today. Coming up a little bit later on, our superfan for the Giants, Sam, and our Bills superfan, Rob, are going to give you some of their advice on uh, DFS, the daily fantasy football game. Uh, either for DraftKings or FanDuel, whichever one you play. They're going to give you some players that they're targeting. Uh, they're going to do this every week. Every Friday, we'll have a new fantasy uh, segment here for you. And it's going to be much shorter than our normal shows. Uh, for those of you who are just finding our show, why, thank you. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes or anywhere great podcasts are heard. And you'll notice that our Thursday previews are quite long uh, because we're covering all 16 games, all 32, with the view of the fan. Uh, so we have 32 super fans. Well, almost 32 superfans. Uh, we do have a few openings. And if you'd like to apply for those openings, you can send us an email, nextfanup at gmail.com. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions, uh, and the Tennessee Titans, I believe, are currently open. So if you're interested, please email us nextfanup at gmail.com. We'll get you to become a part of the show because we know that the person that knows their team the best is the fan. So we're giving the fan perspective on all 32 teams. You can check out our preview shows on Thursdays. And of course, We have a Wednesday show, which features an interview. I'll interview someone from the world of football. It might be a player. It might be an insider. It might be another podcaster. It might be a fantasy person. Uh, And I'll do that every Wednesday. uh, So you'll have that content as well. And then coming up on Sundays, late Sunday nights, most likely closer to Monday morning, uh, we'll have a recap. Again, the view of all 32, all of our super fans uh, will be calling in as best they can to give a recap of what happened on Sunday. Uh, So very exciting stuff here. And we do have a sponsor uh, that will be coming on, and we'll be telling you a lot more about that sponsor in the coming days too. Before we get into the fantasy segment, uh, since I am recording this on Friday morning and the kickoff game... uh, (laughs) went off last night uh maybe it went wide left is it too soon panthers fans sorry uh but the broncos did beat the panthers 21 20 uh gram Gano ended up making a 50 yard field goal but oh oh there was timeout and uh normally icing the kicker doesn't work but for some reason uh, Graham Gano, of course, missed his second try, and the Broncos came away as the victors in the opening game of the 2016 NFL regular season. A couple things I wanted to highlight. Uh, this headhunting of Cam Newton. Uh, I see you, Denver, and I'm calling you out for dirty. Yeah, you heard me. You're dirty. The Broncos' defense is dirty. They hit Cam in the head above the shoulder at least three or four times that I could count. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more of this in the coming days about the head hunting of Cam Newton. It is absolutely beyond ridiculous. Listen, NFL, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say you're about the safety of the players. We're trying to protect the players and then not throw the flag when plays like that are happening on a consistent basis. At least four times in the game. I mean, they did call a penalty uh, towards the end of the game. It was a big reason why the Panthers were able to drive down, get into field goal range. But I mean, come on. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Denver, I saw you. I see you. I'm going to call you out on it. And I'm going to be on it now the entire season. So I hope I don't see any more of it. And by the way, yeah, Cam Newton's not my guy. We all know Tom Brady's my guy, at least for now. Jimmy Garoppolo is really my guy right now. But I better not see this happening to Tom. And you're darn sure Tom isn't going to let guys get away with this. He's going to go right up to the referee and be like, hey, dude, hit me in the head. So, uh, yeah, enough of that. Positive for Denver I see you, Trevor Simeon. As much as Neil doesn't want to talk about Trevor's, I'm going to talk about Trevor Simeon here a little bit. Uh, They might have a little something there. Now, there's a lot of (laughs) dump-offs. I saw a lot of dump-offs. He he didn't have his first option open. Boom, dump-off to C.J. Anderson. I see you, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson coming up big. I think he's going to be a big part of what's going to keep the Denver Broncos Uh, somewhat in the conversation, I'm still not buying the Broncos. Uh, I think the Panthers did a lot. I think our super fans did a great job of nailing exactly how that game was going to go. Watching the Panthers later in that game, the Panthers did get out to a lead, but it wasn't big enough. And then they started to slowly whittle away. They tired out there in the fourth quarter, allowed the Broncos back in the game. Uh, And that's really the difference in the game. The fact that that game was in Denver in that altitude after this new uh, way that players are going about the preseason uh, where they aren't playing a full game anymore. I saw a lot of teams in that third most important game. They only played their starters for about a half. Uh, So uh, that's something to watch. Definitely something to keep an eye on. All right. Enough about my ranting about the dirty Denver Broncos. Uh, We'll getting more of the Dirty Denver Broncos in the weeks to come. Uh, But right now, let's get into the Dirty Fantasy Talk here with superfan Sam and superfan Rob. Here we go.
0: Hey, guys. Welcome to the next fan of fantasy football morsel, I guess. This is going to be a quick podcast uh, going through some daily fantasy strategies, talking about fantasy as a whole. And uh, with me on the other line is our superfan from Buffalo,
1: Robert. How's it going today, Robert? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Sam? You know,
0: we may all be super fans of different teams, but I think a lot of us are also super fans of fantasy football, and uh, I'm just ready for it to get started together.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think everybody is a super fan of gambling.
0: Yeah, and uh, let's talk about daily fantasy because, you know, everybody has their own fantasy teams and nobody likes hearing about each other's. But Daily Fantasy is a way for all of us to pick all the players we want every week. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you go about picking your team for uh, for Daily Fantasy?
1: Uh, The way I do it personally, um, I try to get as much information as possible. Uh, Some of the stuff I use, um, I'll use the over-under lines uh, from Vegas. Uh, Games that I see have a very high over-under are the games that, you know, should be expected to have a lot of points. And obviously, that's what you're gunning for. Uh, so those are going to be some of the games I may look to target. Uh, when I see just in general matchups that I like, um, I'll put those down. And as, as I go and kind of check out the salaries and build my team, I'll uh, just try to come up with the most efficient way possible uh, to kind of put all the pieces together. Like this week, I happen to be big on um, you know Oakland's players. Uh, so I try fitting them in, but I also, um, you know, I also like a couple of the Seattle players because they're playing Miami and I think that they're going to put up a lot of points. So it's just really just kind of um, taking as much information as possible, uh, putting it all together and trying to come up with the most efficient way to gather as many points as possible.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that's how you have to think about it. It's an efficiency thing when, when you're dealing with dollar values because as good as some of the top players can play, they rarely outperform their value. And, you know, if you're paying, you know, the big money for the receivers, the running backs, they have to perform extremely well for you just to gain your return on their on their dollar amount. What I love doing when I, when I play fantasy is I like uh, stacking QB and my receivers. It's been a thing I've been doing over the past few years. It's My opinion is there's so many variables that go into a football game that if now you can... Two positions dealing with one variable meaning you know, if one quarterback's playing well, it's usually his receivers playing well. So if you can nail two of those at one time, that kind of gives you in a you know a leg up in daily fantasy. So why don't you tell me your team? I think you're playing a 50-50 or a, a double up this week, right? Yeah, the
1: line. Yeah, the lineup I have it's a little bit more. I don't want to say conservative, uh, but this will be a lineup. Now I tend to have a bunch of different lineups that I'll throw in 50-50s, head-to-head matchups. Uh, But this is a lineup that I'd say I'd probably like the most. Uh, My quarterback and all the prices are uh, FanDuel's prices that I'm using. Um, David Carr I have have as the quarterback. Um, They're playing New Orleans last year. New Orleans was uh, last as far as giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. I don't think they did a ton to really improve the back end of their defense. I mean, it was terrible last year. Um, so that's who I um, kind of like at the quarterback position. The quarterback position is sometimes a position that I will go a little higher on, um, but I just really like that matchup. As far as running backs, uh, the running backs that I like this week, um, two kind of mid-level guys. I like uh, Doug Martin. Uh, they're playing in Atlanta last year. Atlanta was 28th against uh, running backs for fantasy football purposes. Um he costs uh, seventy two hundred dollars. I think it's a good value. And then um, also Matthews, the running back out of Philadelphia, that he gets injured quite a bit, but he's healthy right now. They're playing Cleveland, who I think their defense is just going to be atrocious. And when Matthews plays, he puts up points. Uh, I think Cleveland might have one of the two or three worst run you know run defenses in the league. Um, so I think sixty one hundred dollars. I think it's a really good value. Um, for wide receivers, uh, you get three. Uh, we talked about stacking. Um, I'm playing Amari Cooper. Um, I think that's a good matchup, once again, against New Orleans. They're 27th as far as giving up points to wide receivers last year. Um, he's only $7,100. I think he's going to have a good game. Touchdowns are a little bit of a um, you know randomized stat, but I think if you're confident that your quarterback's going to throw three of them, that one, you know, could definitely go to the number one receiver's way. Um, I also like Doug Baldwin. They're playing Miami, another, you know, bad pass defense. I think that Seattle's going to pass the ball more. The second half of last year, um, Baldwin put up some prolific numbers. Uh, Miami twenty eighth against um, against wide receivers from a fantasy perspective last year. And the one, the one player who I am spending big money on. Is Antonio Brown against Washington? I know that Washington, obviously, they signed, uh, they got the big cornerback that they signed, uh, but uh, Pittsburgh likes to move the receivers around, so he's not gonna be mashed up with them all day. And I think that's gonna be a fairly high scoring game. I think Antonio Brown's gonna get in, I feel confident he's gonna get in the end zone, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get his targets for sure. Um, As far as tight end, I like uh, this week. I like Travis Kelsey. Uh, they're playing San Diego. Uh, he's kind of in that mid-range at tight end, sixty-four hundred dollars. Uh, San Diego twenty-fourth against a tight end last year. Um, so there's going to definitely be opportunities for him. Um, as far as kicker, I really just look for a kicker in a high-scoring game and hope for the best. It's a you know you never know what's going to happen. Um, I'm. I like Mason Crosby against Jacksonville. Uh, It's going to be a high scoring game. Green Bay obviously can put up points. And then for defense, I like, I mean, I like the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Reason being is because their new defensive coordinator has the tools for the type of defense he likes to run. They're playing Cleveland, who I don't think is going to have a good offense. And, I think that they're going to be able to get to the quarterback, and I think that they're going to have a big lead. I think they're going to have a nice lead in this game and could uh, have potential for uh, turnover possibilities.
0: Wow, yeah, so that sounds like a good team. Now I'm, I'm rethinking that uh, maybe making another lineup with some of those Oakland players for the upcoming week. Let me get to my team. I'm playing in a, a five a times multiplier, so you know you have to be a little more risky if you've got to finish in the top 20%. So, you know, my QB, I went Matt Stafford. Um, that indie defense doesn't scare me. And a lot of times in fantasy, I just like going quantity over quality. He's going to throw the ball a lot. He's going to get a ton of yards. Um, running back is where, where I spend most of my money. I took Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. I just think both of those guys are going to, with young quarterbacks or unproven quarterbacks or bad quarterbacks, are going to really run the ball a lot. So that I just feel uh, a ton of yards, maybe a few touchdowns from those guys. Now receivers, I also have Baldwin. I agree with you; he's, he's he was a touchdown machine last year, and uh, he will score a lot of points at Miami this week. I also took Marvin Jones, stacking with Stafford. Um, that's just you know a cheap option at fifty five hundred. He's the second wide receiver; he has a chance to maybe have a big season. And then I took my big spender wide receiver was Odell. Um, he's just my guy. So <laughs> that, that's that's who I took there. Um, tight end, I I hear your sentiment of the Oakland Orleans game. I took Fleener. You know, he's a cheap option at 54. allows you to spend a lot of money at other places, and if legs likes his tight end, so Fleener can prove it, you know, this might be an opportunity to take uh, advantage of week one value. That will go up for the upcoming weeks. And uh, for my last two picks, I took Boswell, the kicker out of Pittsburgh. Again, high scoring game, um, good offense. You know, some of the stuff you said. And uh, for defense, I took the Rams. Um, I just don't think the 49ers are going to score very much. I think the Rams have a big chance to rack up sacks and turnovers. So um, the way I do that usually is I'll pencil in a cheap defense and cheap kicker and fill out my team, and then whatever extra money I have, we'll go and improve those positions. I don't know if you do that, but that's the best way I've been having a lot of success in recent years.
1: Yeah, I just look for. I mean, as far as like defense and kicker, just good cheap matchups. It's not, I never tend to pick one of the like the top three or four that they have up there. Um, and that any extra money, you know, I obviously, you know, tweaking my lineup when I make my list, I have, you know, quite a few guys at each position that I like, um, to varying degrees. And then after I kind of put in an initial lineup and defense and everything, I'll go and kind of retweak everything, um, you know, with the money I have left to just kind of fit in that, you know, a team that I feel, um, is, you know, pretty good and efficient.
0: Yeah. Is there one player that you see is just appearing on all your lineups this week? What's that? And so, do you have one player that just seems to find their way onto your lineup at, in all your lineups this
1: week? Um, one player that I refuse to have on my lineups is uh, probably Des Bryant. Um, I know that you know he's going to be the number one option in Dallas, but I, I mean, I think Dak uh, Dak Prescott said it best when you know when describing his success. You know, he can't control if teams are going to give him a vanilla or if they're going to give him Rocky Road. Well, he's getting Rocky Road this week. Uh, so until I see him, you know, perform with a team that actually game plans for him, I can't picture anything much better than the stats that, you know, Des Bryant was was putting up, you know, those real inconsistent stats with Kellen Moore the year before. So I he's someone who I definitely wouldn't put big money, you know, on. You know, I know he happens to be playing your team, but basically any team that they were playing this week, I don't wouldn't put big money on Des Bryant at all.
0: Yeah, I definitely hear that. My guy for some reason is Brandon Cooks. I just I think he's a good. He's gonna have a good season. He's a good player. I just think his value is a little high coming into week one. So we'll see if that gets changed. But I I think he might be somebody that. You're going to pay a premium for him. He's not going to deliver with, you know, Fleener, Ingram, Sneed. There's, I just kind of know how the feel like the ball's going to go. Yeah, New Orleans week. has a lot of weapons. Yeah. And uh, who, who's the one player you love for his value
1: this week? Uh, the player I love the most value-wise is probably Doug Baldwin. I, yeah. I think I they're throwing three touchdown passes this week. I think, you know, may, you know, and I think he's getting one of them. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more than people think. I mean, in uh, DraftKings, sixty seven hundred dollars for him is, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer.
0: Yep, him and Cody Fleener at fifty four hundred are two two cheap options that allow you to really stack some stars at other positions. And uh, Rob, um, while you're here, I might as well just tell you, the next ends up three of us: me. Um, the Texas Super Texans super fan, James, who actually put us all together, and Justin out in Seattle, we all entered the uh, Westgate Super Contest this week. So at this link around here, I'm just going to give our picks for the week. So pretty much you got to pick five games, and uh, a win is a point, and a push is half a point. This week we went with, for week one, we took the Bengals minus 2.5, Ravens minus 3, Packers minus 5.5, Giants minus 1.5, and Steelers minus 3. Uh, do any of those games jump out to you for any reason? Do we make the right choices, the wrong choices? What do you think?
1: I think you made the wrong choice on the uh, Bills-Ravens game, but that might be my personal bias coming through. Um, The only one that I would say, I mean, obviously, I root for the Bills, so I think that one, but that's probably more with my heart than my brain. Um, The Jets, I feel, have a shot to sneak that game out just because I'm not sure how Cincinnati's going to do week one with uh, their lack of weapons compared to the past couple years. And they do have, you know, a new offensive coordinator there as well. So, um, I mean, I think that game could go e- could go either way, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if the Jets went into Cincy and stole the game.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, anytime you take a road favorite, it's, it's a little dicey. But oh, yeah. um, good, good luck to everybody out there playing fantasy, making uh, – trying to make money off – this crazy game, Um, you know, as the weeks go on, you'll see salaries start to get normalized, players making big jumps week to week. So you have players you love and you think they're going to have a really good season and maybe they're not as high. You only have a few weeks to really take advantage before the systems and the algorithms pick up and everybody's at their proper value for the rest of the season.
2: Now, I don't have a lot to add here. I don't play the daily fantasy game. So uh, I really I know how it works, but it's not something that I could consider myself an expert in or even an overly educated fan. uh, If we want to use that term as well. Uh, I will say and I've been saying it for weeks now. I think Martellus Bennett is a guy that you need to go get at least for these first four weeks while Brady is out. Uh, I gronk is still a little... is 50-50. By the way, I believe Gronk is playing Sunday night. I'm not buying that he's not. Uh, I will actually be surprised if Gronk does not play uh, on Sunday evening. But I still think Martellus Bennett is going to be the tight end that's going to uh, benefit the most from having Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Uh, When Brady comes back, we all know that his cuddly blanket is Rob Gronkowski. So... That's the way I'm looking at it. Martellus Bennett, a guy to get here in the early going and definitely on week one of the NFL. So that's the only fantasy advice I have to dispense to you in this particular show. I mentioned you can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher, TuneIn, AHA Radio, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, anywhere great podcasts are heard. Go get our podcast, download it, share it with a friend. Definitely share it with a friend. Leave us a review. We love getting reviews. Uh, Raider Rodney, still the last guy to give us a review. So get in there, leave us a review, and I'm going to read it on this podcast, good or bad, because that's what we do. Uh, Send us an email, nextfanup at gmail.com. You can always tweet us at NFUPodcast. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, all of our previews from the superfans available on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash NFU podcast next week. I hope to tell you a lot more about our sponsor. I'm very excited about the sponsor coming in uh, and you're going to be pretty excited about it too. So stick around. We got a ton of content coming your way. Uh, and as always, here comes Jeff Fisher. There you have it. Well, I think we learned today that, um, you know, this game is four quarters long.